5: What up, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up on every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket, paid for by NHTSA. Uh, You know what's crazy about last night is there actually was a first game, right? And uh, by the way, Brooklyn and... uh, Brooklyn and Boston was I mean, God, I mean, Brooklyn can just score. Can just score. Tonight we have Hawks Knicks part two. We have uh Sixers against the Wizards and Jazz against the Grizzlies. Grizz need to win a game. Uh they are a big nine and a half point favorite. Philly, an eight point favorite, would take give them a, a commanding two games and then lead. And of course, the Knicks hoping to win a home game tonight. So there's a there is a there's a lot. There's a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, do we have some day baseball taking place? Wednesday. Wednesday usually getaway day, so some of these games. I'm surprised there's not more games. Obviously, Minnesota and Baltimore already played one final. Uh, but the NBA games last night were fascinating. You know, suddenly the Clippers can't guard anybody; just can't stop the Mavericks. And you know, the Mavericks. You go into the half with 71 points. I don't care if you have 73 that they scored. It was 73-71. Like, you're, you're allowing too much confidence for the Mavericks. And then they come out, you know, and, and put 30 up in that third quarter. The lack of ability to make adjustments, to get stops, to shut down Luka. Berzinga's hurt him last night. And look, some of it is also, you know, the Mavericks aren't going to be 18 of 34 from three most games. But that's what happens when you, lo- you throw out a stinker in your first game. Now, all of a sudden, in game two, they get hot. And you're getting down, down two games to none. I wasn't somebody who'd tell you you should panic after the first game. Look around the league. Lots of teams lose that first game, even at home. But the second game, now you got an issue. Chris Broussard joins us. You can hear him on The Odd Couple, a show that follows this one. You can, it's 4 o'clock on the West Coast, 7 o'clock on the East Coast. All the Clippers are saying they're not terribly concerned. They just got to win four games. How concerned should they be?
3: They should be incredibly concerned, uh, urgently concerned. I, I think it's over, honestly. And I picked the late, the uh, Clippers in seven before the series began. But I just think, obviously, on paper, the Clippers are the better team. But I think the, the Mavericks are better. Last year, remember, Porzingis was out of that series for the last three games. The, the five playoff games they played against Dallas with Porzingis, Dallas has won three of them. This year, they have played each other five times. Dallas has won four of them. And I, and I don't put too much into the regular season typically, but Dallas has won four of the games now that they've played this year and three of them by double figures. And I think it's a bad matchup for whatever reason for the Clippers and um, I, I really – I think Dallas is going to win this series now. I think they got the best player in the series in Lucas. And I really think they're – I think their defenders are intimidated by him Because I don't see any of them, Doug, that want to guard him. I see them switching too easily off of him. And you, you saw it at those high pick and rolls most of the times those aren't stout, strong picks that you just can't fight over. I don't even see them most of them. There are a few times they, they did, but for the most part, they just automatically switched, even knowing it was going to a mismatch. And I, I just don't see that where Kawhi or Paul George has shown – that example of, man, we willing to do whatever it takes tonight to win this game. If it means me guarding Luca for 30 minutes or whatever, I'm willing to do it. Neither one of them has shown that. Now, offensively in the first half, Kawhi showed it. But defensively, they, see, their guys are riding off reputations defensively. Kawhi, PG, and Pat Beverly are not close to the defenders they used to be. And Luca's exposing them for
5: it. Still got lip show here on Fox Sports Radio. I would agree. I would say also a lot of it is Kawhi's getting switched off and they're attacking the other dudes more, more than anything. Right. But is um, he
3: fight, how hard is he fighting over those picks? To, to even try, I, I, I get that sometimes you just can't get over the pick. But I think they should be showing, because Luca's not, it's not like he's the type to always turn the corner and go on you before you can even get over the pick. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, so, some of it, though, also comes down to defensive assignments, though, right? Like, if, if you I, I don't know. Like, in terms of when you switch and how you switch, you have to... It's, it's not like you can switch on, on the fly, do your own thing. That's not how it works. No, I, right. I... It's in specific screens you're supposed to switch, and this is where the Clippers have to challenge themselves to... It, to, to change what they're doing defensively because it is clearly not working.
3: Right. I would, I would say that it, whoever you put, whether it's Kawhi or Paul George or Luka, the goal is not to switch. That's what I would say. Now, they may run some double picks where you get over the first one and then here comes another one. Okay, I get that. But I think they should be trying to get over the picks. Because he's ended up with Zubach, or he's too big for Pat Bev. You know what I mean? He's getting these mismatches.
5: Doug Gottlieb, show here on Fox Sports Radio. What did we learn about the Lakers and their win last night?
3: I think, look, it was a good win. As you know, in the playoffs, it's just winning in advance, whether it's by 25 or by a point. So they won. They have home court advantage. Obviously, the Suns are depleted without Chris Paul being, you know, healthy. Um, I thought that LeBron and AD, AD really played well, which was nice to see. Um, LeBron looks like he's still not physically where he wants to be. And I think he's playing a very smart, I mean, he looks like a savvy floor general. You know, it feels like he's making all the right decisions on that end of the floor, and his shot is falling. Like, he's really shooting it well. And he doesn't look like he's really having to exude too much energy on the offensive end. And I thought yesterday they did put, put it together on the defensive end. So, um, as he gets back physically, as the playoffs go on, I think he's going to really play well for them. But um, it was a good one. I think the big thing is that Anthony Davis answered the call. I would say this, too, Doug. I've been saying that if the Lakers are going to play Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond together, then they need to play big. Not just be big and then still do drive and kick all the time and look for the three, but play big, meaning go inside. And I get it that AD doesn't just post up on the block, but last night he was driving more. He was backing down the defenders and just getting more in the paint Andre Drummond obviously did it to some degree. Uh, I, I like that because they have an advantage over most teams with their size, but I don't, think, I don't think they generally play big even when they have the size advantage. And I thought last night, especially in the first half, that they did do that.
5: Chris Bruce is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, obviously, the Bucks survived the first game and then dominate the Heat. Are the Heat done?
3: I don't think they're done. I picked the Bucks in seven. I still feel like it's going to be a long series. Um, look, I think the Bucks are the better team, clearly. and But the Heat's toughness bothered them last year, and I think it bothered them in game one. But game two, Milwaukee just got hot. And, you know, Doug, we saw so many blowouts this year during the regular season. It's probably going to be – it's going to continue like this because of the prominence of the three ball. If one team's hot and the other isn't, you're going to get blowouts. And I, I think that was more so what happened. Not to take anything away from the Bucks' defense and the other things they did well, but they really got hot from three and that allowed them to just pull away and it was over. Um, Miami, look, Jimmy Butler can't shoot. Last year, remember, he, he, he was able to shoot well from three in the playoffs. But generally, he's not a good shooter, and you're seeing it in this series. Tyler Hero isn't doing what he did in the bubble. You know, that bubble was a strange play. And I think Miami really was comfortable in that bubble. And now we're back to more to normalcy. And they're, I think they're they're not a great team. They're a solid team with a lot of heart, and um, so I think Milwaukee beats them. If I, I, but I think Miami will still make a decent showing and make this a series.
5: What What do you think of the, the supposedly Donovan Mitchell's team? Personal team cleared him, and then the team, well, you know, when he got up from his nap, said he wasn't cleared. Like, yeah, I I feel like this is still. Uh, a hangover from the Kevin Durant injury of two years ago. Teams being way overly cautious. I just, like, look, if they win tonight and they win that series, I don't know if the, the team is any worse for the wear.
3: Yeah, I agree. If they win it, um, and they, they obviously need to win tonight. And I think missing Mitchell, you know, he's huge, because you know, Doug, in the playoffs, you need a guy, or you need a few guys, actually, that can break down the defense. When, when you just need a bucket and they know what you're doing, but they can't stop you. The only guy they have like that without Mitchell is Jordan Clarkson. And, look, he, he was sixth man of the year. I voted for him. I think it's great. But, you know, he's not carrying the team. And so they really miss Mitchell. If they don't have Mitchell, I actually think they could get beat by missing. Um, but to your point about the training staff, you know, look. I, I think on one hand, you would salute and applaud the Jazz, right? They are looking out for this guy's best interest. I don't think it's similar to the Durant thing, because I look. I don't even think we had to be doctors. You know, we all were looking at that. That this guy can't play. There's no way he can play. And and I'm shocked that they even let him out there. Um, I don't think this was that is obviously that serious, but. I applaud the team for putting the players' health ahead of just trying to get a win. Um, but, you know, it can be a conflict when you've got your own guys. The fact is, Donovan Mitchell's own training staff is not authorized by the Jazz or the league. I mean, they're authorized to work with him. They understand that. But they're not off, they're not, they don't have the final say. It's the team. And so the team can do that. And I, I just think at the end of the day, they were looking at looking out for his best interest. I get it. He's angry and upset. But he should not let this become like a huge rift to where if they go out, whenever they go out in the postseason, you know, because you know that with players now, I know he's locked up for several years, but it's not, beyond, uh, it's not uh, above these, beneath these guys to demand a trade. And I'm not saying he'll do that. I hope he does it. And it, to me, it shouldn't get to that point.
5: And I don't understand the what the pushback would be over a team being overly cautious, right? Right, I, right. I, like, it's the other way that usually gets guys upset. Um Chris Broussard they're going to be the,
3: upset if it doesn't work out, right? Okay, so, of course.
5: Yeah. Chris Broussard joins Of course, he's on a show called The Odd Couple, he and Rob Parker. Um, Rob had an article today that the Warriors should trade Steph Curry and let him go. Why would you... <laughs> Why would you trade the signature player of your franchise when you have Clay Thompson returning next year?
3: Well, remember, this is the guy, and I love my partner, but this is the guy that started writing Tom Brady off in 2012. saying he wouldn't be in another Super Bowl. So, uh, what, four Super Bowls later? <laughs> um, but Rob's point, because I, I agree with you. I mean, it's ridiculous. Of course you re-signed Steph. The question is, should Steph resign, which I don't think he should this summer. I think he should wait, play out the last year of his deal, see how good they are next year. Now I think they'll be good. I think they can be a contender in the West. The West doesn't the West isn't what it used to be. It's a bunch of really good teams, but it's not, you know, when when the Warriors ruled or took over. Remember Oklahoma City was great. San Antonio was great. And now you got some really good teams, but the Lakers with LeBron getting older, I think the Warriors can contend next year in the West. Doesn't mean Thank they'll you. win it, but they can contend. So if I'm Steph, I play that out. If we contend, maybe go out in the conference finals, seven games in the second round, whatever, then I'm resigning. I think we can win it again later on. If they are a seventh or eighth seed, even with Clay um, and Weissman back and all that, then maybe – you start looking at up other options, maybe. But as far as Golden State, I mean, Rob's point was, like some others, their window is shut. And even with Clayback who you don't know what he's going to look like, he's not, you know, Bob Meyer said he may not be there, probably won't be there for the start of the year, um, that, you know, they're not going to be a contender next year. And they're not going to win any more championships with this crew. So why pay Steph $215 million just to be pretty good and, and all that? And I said, look, even if I bought your premise that they can't win another championship, this is a business. And with Steph there still in his prime, probably has four more years at a high level, uh, why, you, you, you keep him. Like Carl Malone and John Stockton never won a championship in Utah. But it was a great run. Steve Nash never got to the finals in Phoenix, but they would die for that run right now. Same with Chris Webber in Sacramento, Patrick Ewing in New York. So it's not just, yeah, of course you want to win a championship, but it's not just, oh, if this guy can't, we can't win a championship with this guy, let's let him go. You know, so it's just, it's ridiculous. And uh, I said as much when we discussed it on the air last night, but, but that's my man, Rob Parker, you know?
5: That is, is strong takes, sometimes strong and wrong takes. Chris Broussard, The Odd Couple, 4 to 7 Pacific Time, 7 to 10 East Coast Time. Follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard. Of course, you see him on FS1 as well. CB, thanks so much.
6: All right, Doug. Chief. Be sure to catch the live edition of The Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs>
5: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TyreRack.com/sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TyreRack.com/sports. TyreRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
6: From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: I, I think it's I love people outside of our industry who don't who want to comment about our industry without knowing anything about it. Right. I had a guy who uh, uh, he I think he DM me like, yeah, you can't even fill your own show. You do. What would the fox say? Because you need somebody else's comment on on something. I was like okay or here's a here's another possibility friend which is it's just a possibility or I actually work for a company where I think other people are really talented and I would like to play what they say actually do you Gavin do you know where that comes from Do you know where what the, what the fox say or the idea of that comes from the original story no uh Ramos are, are you aware of it
7: probably i mean
1: (laughs) i don't think so i i I could guess what i'd be but it'd be better if you just told us it might be a lot quicker that way yeah
5: yeah probably be quicker that way because i don't remember i think i told the story so when i was at uh, my first spot when i was at at espn right uh my show there was so so here the show is obviously three to six eastern twelve three pacific the show there was was four to seven eastern right so slight change um and I was told that at first they're like, Hey, look, um, the executives want to run pardon the interruption on the radio. And I was like, okay, but they, they want you to, you, you, I was like, so is the last half hour of my show or like, how are we doing this? Like, no, no, no. They want you to throw to throw to sound and then be, and then have it come back to you. I was Like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Like, well, it's got to run. You got to run at least a little bit of part in the interruption. Well, how much is a little bit? The whole show, a segment or whatever? You figure it out. Make a proposal. So what I said was like, all right, here's what we'll do. Like, I'll do part in my interruption. Play both sides of a debate. Then I'll pop in and give my... And it was actually, yeah, it was very well regarded. It was good stuff. So I took that idea. And uh, when I was at CBS, they didn't really have you know, debate shows per se. And, um, we, we kind of let it, we let it, let it die for the five years that I was there. And instead we came up with it here, which is like, I think we have great shows, radio and TV. And so we'll do that here at the end of the hour. But the, the point is that there's something called synergy in our business. You should, whatever company you work for, I hope you know everything that's going on at that company for us. I don't even think it's close. We had the best national radio lineup. Like it, it's not really not close. you start with Clay into Dan into Colin, you know, I don't even have to get into the nighttime and overnight stuff, which is phenomenal. And you're like, yeah, it's really good. So we try and, we try and use synergy. We try and use the idea that we're all for one and one for all. I was listening and watching earlier this morning when Alex Smith was on with Colin Cowherd. Take a listen to what Alex had to say about the Green Bay Packers situation. It's right.
8: inexcusable. What do you mean? How they ever got to this point. I mean, Aaron's been there 16 years, what he's given to that organization, and been there been there that long. And I don't think it was the fact that they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. How, how do you have a guy like Aaron, and you don't go make sure beforehand, you aren't going out of your way to make sure that he knows that he's loved, that they want him there, that we may be taking a quarterback in the first round. We want to make sure you're okay with it. This is maybe what we're doing. We're thinking. I mean, how you haven't treated him the right way leading up to that and to the fact that, from my understanding, it's kind of like it was a bit of an unknown, a bit blindsided. I just don't understand how an organization, you how you haven't addressed that beforehand when you make a move like that and really made sure that everything is, is tightened up and everybody's feeling good about that. Because if it's not, you're not doing it.
5: Yeah, I, I I'm going to disagree with him, and and obviously Alex is a very well respected former player, former quarterback. He had this happen to him when he was with the Chiefs when they drafted Pat Mahomes. I'm guessing he was given, but but he had now he's not a lifer with the Chiefs, so let's not kid ourselves and act like you know he was he was with the chief, the Chiefs for 25 years and then oh yeah by the way this this thing happened to him. So um, I don't know, I. I disagree. I don't think they need to give him a heads up. <laughs> could they have? Yeah. But also keep in mind the timeline of how it all actually took place. Right. Exactly what happened and how it all took place. It was the, the pace was probably really, really crazy in that they didn't know if they were going to get him, if they could get him. And then they did get him. And then now all of a sudden, you know, now you got a guy. We didn't know if we were going to get Aaron Rodgers. We had zero idea we could get Aaron Rodgers. No idea whatsoever. I mean, not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, probably happened previously when when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with Jordan Love. We didn't know we'd get Jordan Love. How are we supposed to know we were going to get that Jordan Love was available? I I don't believe the Packers have to give him a heads up. I do believe that the Packers gave him plenty of love with the $143 million guaranteed just a year before they draft him. And if we did any research at all, you know that Jordan love was a bit of a project, bit of a project as a first round pick and a quarterback. So this is not me fully supporting the Packers. I don't know what is missing in terms of the bedside manner but I do know that obviously something is missing because Aaron Rodgers feels and somehow defamed. Like the, the problem with both sides of it are this we have history that shows the Packers, this is who they are, but we also have history that shows this is who Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers can form a grudge and keep a grudge despite the fact that no one else in his position would form or keep a a grudge or most people in that position wouldn't form or keep a grudge. And the Packers can, in fact, disconnect from their current players and do what they think is best in the best, uh, you know, for the organization, for example. And not communicate with them at all. That's who they've been previously. This is one of those, well, of course it's a bad marriage. They were a bad fit to begin with. Aaron Rodgers' personality and style and desire to how he wants to be treated and the Packers and how they have always treated their players as players, not members of the front office.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
5: Dana Jeremiah joins us from the NFL Network. Move the Sticks is the podcast. Of course, Chargers radio uh, analyst. Steve, let's start with... This is what Alex Smith said earlier today on with Colin Cowherd. It's
8: inexcusable. What do you mean? How they ever got to this point. I mean, Aaron's been there 16 years, what he's given to that organization and been there there that long. And I don't think it was the fact that they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. How, How do you have a guy like Aaron and you don't go make sure beforehand you aren't going out of your way to make sure that he knows that he's loved, that they want him there, that we may be taking a quarterback in the first round. We want to make sure you're okay with it. This is maybe what we're doing. We're thinking, I mean, how you haven't treated him the right way leading up to that. And to the fact that from my understanding, it's kind of like, it was a bit of an unknown, a bit blindsided. I just don't understand how an organization you have how you haven't addressed that beforehand when you make a move like that, and really made sure that everything is is tightened up and everybody's feeling good about that. Because if it's not, you're not doing it.
5: DJ, um, do they need to give him a heads up before they before they draft a quarterback?
9: Well, I, I said that at the time, and not maybe not in as strong of terms that Alex Smith just said, but. You know, in, in a situation like that where you have somebody at that position that's been there that long and you've had that much success, the the conversation doesn't necessarily need to be, hey, we're taking a quarterback, you know, here, it's coming, be ready for it. But what it can be is it's a simple phone call or simple, you know, comes into the office when you're kind of talking about, you know, how the season went and, you know, what we want to get accomplished going into the next year. And you just you just bring up the topic casually and say, hey, don't want you to be blindsided, but you know over the, over you know this year or the next couple years if the opportunity presents itself where we have a high enough grade on a quarterback you know that could be a direction in which we go so you know you're not telling hey we're going to take Jordan Love in the first round or we're guaranteed we're taking a quarterback this year get ready for it no he doesn't deserve that level of information but you can casually kind of mention that this is something that you'll be you know your antenna would be up for here in the next couple years so that was at the time I said that was surprising to me that they hadn't had just that kind of base level conversation.
5: What What do you think of what Aaron Rodgers said on SportsCenter?
9: Um, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I it, it comes it comes across a little bit like it's it's whining a little bit, you know. Um, and the uh, I would not say that the culture with the Packers has ever, you know, I've never really heard negative things about, I've only heard positive things about a a very winning culture that they've had for 50 plus years, so that was um, you know, that was different I think this is a very personal thing, I don't think it's a systematic or systemic issue with the Packers and how they handle and how they treat people, I think it's very personal with how they handled and how they treated him, and one very specific example, and I know he said this isn't about them taking Jordan Love, but Man, I think that's where all this whole thing started. I think that's exactly what this is about.
5: I, I think so, too. I, I think he's talking about and he has a personal issue with Brian Goodenkunst. And, and and and, you know, he can say I got nothing against Jordan, but he's clearly got something against Jordan. All that said, it does come across as wanting to me. I, every quarterback I've ever heard when they draft a quarterback, they call the front office. Like, who is this guy? What's the deal? Right. They gave him the biggest contract in the history of the sport at the time, which he signed it. He gave a bunch of money up front, And while he may not agree with the decisions that they've made, they built a pretty good team around him and continue to try and improve. Like, I don't really, you know, other than his feelings being hurt, I don't really understand the validity of his, 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 his thoughts
9: yeah but I mean, it's just a different it's a different situation you know I know there's some people that believe he just you know he just wants to get out of Green Bay the city and wants to go you know to the west coast where you know it's just it's it's where he was where he grew up and you know the weather advantages we know about all that stuff that that's it's kind of like it in a perfect world like to have your cake and eat it too you know like to be able to play winning football in a place where you want to play it um and it just seems a little bit like the Punishment doesn't really fit the crime in terms of being as upset as he is based off what happened. I, 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 I personally, if I'm running that, if you're running that team, I think you give him the courtesy of what we just discussed. Of hey, there's a potential. If there's a quarterback we love, we got to look out for the long term of the organization. Then we could take one. You know, like yeah, I think they made a mistake. They probably should have done that. But even with what did transpire, I just don't think that's a. Uh, we can't move forward from here. You know, irreplaceable harm has been done type situation.
5: Um, Julio Jones. I mean, the league's got to be ticked. I'm sure the Falcons are ticked. That's why they said their conversations that released him are, are, remain private. Uh, but I mean, do you, do you think the Falcons pay him a bunch? Cause they're going to take this massive salary cap hit and people are like, well, if you want a first round pick, you're going to have to give him some money up front. Cause we're going to have to redo his contract. Ultimately, does he play for the Falcons this year?
9: I don't think so. Um, I think they they find a partner here and they find a way to get it done. Um, you know, I haven't done a ton of homework on terms of how they would, you know, pull the, the finance thing together to be able to lessen the hit a little bit uh, for both parties. But usually in these scenarios, if the player is motivated to want to be someplace else, um, then there's ways you can get around the contract stuff to make this, a you know, a palatable move on both sides. So, the, the, in that standpoint, I think the player does have some control on what he's willing to do contract-wise. If, he, if you want to move on, then that gives you the opportunity to do that. And the, and the Falcons, to me, the the thing that confuses me a little bit is that I, I thought they were in a rip-the-Band-Aid-off rebuild situation, which would have pointed more towards them taking a quarterback there in the top five or you know trading out and getting a bunch of resources for the future. I love Kyle Pitts, but we talked about it after the draft. It was like, okay, if you take Kyle Pitts, you're kind of pushing your chips in, saying we think we can win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan before he's done. Um, and now, so you're kind of bringing in assets and now you're you're shipping off assets. It just the plan seems a little bit flawed to me.
5: Oh, I I I I agree with that. Completely agree with that. But um, and, and now you've kind of alienated him to the point where he's whether he meant to or not on national TV saying I'm out of there. That's, that's, that's not a, not a great thing. Um, Okay. Let me ask you about this. Saquon Barkley, come back off injury. Christian McCaffrey had an injury plague season, a Dak Prescott come back of injury. Now I don't think he will win it because it's really hard for Derwin James, for people to, to understand the impact he can have. Uh, But based upon all the other factors, which allow you to have a great season, Hey, who do you think is the most likely to have the best bounce-back season of the injured players?
9: Well, you know, I'm, you know take, take Derwin out of it because, like you said, I think it's just going to be hard to, to, to win that award or to get that recognition as a defensive player. But We know how, we know how good he is. Uh, I would say of that group, probably McCaffrey. Um, I think because of what he's going to be able to do um, as a receiver is is what's gonna you know set him apart, and that's what he, that's what he's so elite at. And I think Sam Darnold, who's been starving for some easy completions, hasn't had many easy completions during his career. He's gonna get, I think he's gonna get addicted uh, to throwing the football to Christian McCaffrey because it's just it's gonna be so easy for him to get him you know eight to ten catches in games. It's just it's taking candy from a baby with him on linebackers.
5: DJ, awesome stuff. Hope you're well. Thanks so much for joining us.
9: Appreciate it. No, I was not on the bike today. I'm in the parking lot of a grocery store. That's the type of respect I had for this conversation.
5: What grocery store?
9: Uh, Ralph's. So I just got to go get some avocados in here.
5: Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, when you go get avocados, do you go and get the pre-bundled? Do you pick them out yourselves? Do you pick them out yourself? Are you looking for that ripe sticker? Like, it's a very difficult task to pick out avocados if you have to make them tonight.
9: Well, yeah, we're going to do, do Mexican food tonight, so that means I've got to go individual. I've got to get the squeeze test, right? They've got to be nice and soft so that they're ready to roll tonight. This is, not, this is not an avocado for next week. This is for dinner tonight.
5: All right. I, want, I, want, I need a tweet of the avocado, uh, the picks that you make, and then what they look yeah. like when they cut them open. Because if, if you already evaluate talent for the NFL, right, for the NFL Network, yeah. for the NFL Draft, i got to see how you evaluate your avocados.
9: Yeah, well, I, I, I'll say this. I miss on a lot more players than avocados.
5: Wow, that's, there's some arrogance coming out of that San Diego. And thanks so much. Uh, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be waiting on social media. DJ works uh, for the Chargers, the NFL Network, and Move the Sticks is the podcast. It's a great one.
6: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
7: or
0: wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
5: Terms and conditions apply. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of General Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their general tire test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One. We call it
1: Now. <laughs> what else is this
5: is Nick Wright on the Clippers falling to 0 and 2.
7: Kawhi Leonard has had three options stay in Toronto with that organization, try to win back to back titles, and then evaluate the landscape. Option two go home to Los Angeles to play with the greatest player ever and Anthony Davis and win titles. Option three, go to the sorriest franchise in NBA history, have them trade away every asset they have for Paul George. He chose that. That is a historically bad decision. Almost as bad as the decision Wilds his organization made When they decided in game 72, we could play the Blazers in round one if we win. We could play the Mavs in round one if we lose. And we are going to intentionally lose. So we won't have to play the Lakers in round two. Instead, we'll play them in round three.
5: We're making a lot of assumptions as to why they did what they did. We're also saying that that it's a mistake simply based upon the results, which is, it's really silly. It's really silly, you know? Because if you would have said, hey, did LeBron make the right decision to go to the Lakers after year one? The answer is no. Now, thankfully, they won in the bubble in year two, but even if LeBron doesn't end up winning a championship for his life at that time, it probably was the best decision. He's kind of burned out on Cleveland on the old Eastern Conference thing. He wanted to move his operation here. He wanted to move his family here, and that's why... They did what they did. So I I just, I don't like the result oriented stuff. Do I, do I think that uh, we're two losses away from a massive, massive change within the Clippers? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think there's no question that what will happen if they lose, especially if they were to get swept by the Dallas Mavericks, my estimation is real by, by my, by my estimation, it's very, 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 very interesting. What happens if they lose and how big, um, um, how big the changes will be with Steve Ballmer? Because look, Ballmer's whole thing is I've come here. I've overpaid. I want to buy a winner. I will do whatever it takes. And sometimes you need timing and luck and, circumstance and things to work out you know and you can puff out your chest but it's really hard sports is much harder than it being successful in the business world you know like Balmer was a Microsoft guy it should be pointed out that Microsoft has been successful Apple has been successful they may be competitors but they've both been remarkably successful and you can't judge businesses over two years, right? You don't have businesses where, well, one year Apple won and one year Microsoft won. No, it's different levels of winning. They're both making billions of dollars, just one is making a slightly higher percentage. That's really the winning. The loser is not really the loser. In sports, there's only one winner. Everybody else is losers. And we're not judged over the last 20 years where everybody's making money. You're judged over a seven game series or one season. That's what the Fox said. Ah! What
1: does the Fox
5: say? Say, 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 say. Am am I making sense? Like, like Tillman Fertitta is like, look, I mean, uh, my family's won at everything we've we've done, UFC, and 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 with restaurants. Like, yeah, okay, but your restaurant chains, your restaurant chains are really successful. They're not the only successful restaurant chains. If we took the top thirty restaurant chains franchise years and we said hey only there's only one who is the champion every year we view you much much differently
6: fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live